You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Right now, many of us are just thinking about surviving, trying to get by, living one day at a time. We are tired, worn out, and stuck. But what if God called us to more? What if God wants us to thrive in the midst of the chaos? Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Are you tired of just surviving? Tired of going through the motions? Are you ready to grow like never before? It's time to thrive. This morning we're going to have a little family chat we're going to talk about some of the things that we value as a church. And my guess is that when you were growing up, whether you realized it or not, your family had certain values. I know in my family growing up, one of our values was hard work. We were expected to work hard in our family. We were also expected to to serve others, to serve our family and to serve our neighbors and anyone in need. I often saw my dad stop on the side of the road to help someone and he modeled that for me. I saw him helping neighbors time and time again. Another one of our values is uh, that family is important and we love to spend time as a family. We would eat together, we would play games together, we would just hang out and tell stories together. And here at Castle Hills Christian Church, we like to say that we're one big family. We're one big family and, and I think it's important that you know some of our values. As a church, we have seven values And today we're going to cover some of these. But as a church, our values, that helps guide us. It helps guide the the decisions that we make. Uh, It helps us uh, figure out our priorities. Uh, You'll see that we put our time and our effort and our money are given to these uh, values. And so this morning we're going to talk about our values. And some of these we're gonna cover pretty quickly. Uh, because we're going to talk about some of them a little bit more in September. But I just want to kind of give you just a a kind of a a snapshot of our values. And so our first value that's that's important to us is discipleship. Discipleship. We want to equip followers of Jesus. Everything that we do, we are trying to make disciples. And, and during our 80 series, I talked about the need to, to disciple others. Uh, we see this example of mentoring or discipleship. We see it with Moses, how he mentored Joshua. We see Ezra mentored Nehemiah. Elijah mentored uh, Elisha. Elizabeth mentored her cousin Mary. Uh, we see Barnabas mentored Paul and John Mark. And Paul mentored uh, his spiritual son Timothy. And uh, Paul also mentored Priscilla and Aquila. And in turn, they mentored Apollos. And, and so you see this principle over and over is that we... Uh, become disciples, and then we're expected to disciple others. 
And so as a church, we want to give you the tools that you can become a disciple, that you can become more like Christ. And then we also want you to disciple others. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, we call it the Great Commission, says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey my commands. So we want you to know what the Bible says. We want you to be aware of that. Uh, If you continue reading, it says, And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's, those were Jesus' words to his disciples, that their, their main mission was to go and make disciples. And so we want to be a church that makes disciples on our campus, in our city, and around the world. And as a disciple, we must know God's word, which leads us to our next value, and that's biblical literacy. We want to prepare people to live biblically informed lives. Now, we realize that a lot of people don't know much about the Bible, especially in our culture right now. In fact, I saw some Pew research that said only 45% of Americans could name one of the four Gospels. Over 50% of graduating high school students think that Sodom and Gomorrah were husband and wife. That 60% of Americans can't name half of the Ten Commandments. That only 14% of Americans use their Bible daily. They only read their Bible daily, 14%. And so that's one of the reasons why people don't know a whole lot about the Bible is because they're not opening it up and they're not reading it. 46% of Christian U.S. teens say they've never read the Bible whatsoever. So almost half of all U.S. teens haven't opened up the Bible whatsoever. Well, as a church, we believe studying God's Word is important. We believe that, that, we, that, uh, that the Bible uh, equips us, it gives us wisdom, that the more that we read the Bible, the more that we can fall in love with God. 2 Timothy 3, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. It says, you've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by, comes by trusting Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what, to, what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip its people to do every good work. And we, realize, we, we believe that the more that you read God's Word, the more that you're going to fall in love with God, the more that you're going to become more like Christ. And so we will never be ashamed for being a Bible-centric church. We want to equip you. We want to help you interpret God's Word. You'll hear us constantly when you're reading God's Word. Make sure that you realize that context is king. Don't just pull out a little verse. Don't just highlight a little verse. But make sure that you read all around it. Our third value is evangelism. Evangelism, reaching and loving those who are far from God. Why is that a value? Well, when we look at Luke 19.10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. As a church, we want to make sure that we're constantly helping people find Jesus. We are not meant to be a social club here at Castle Hills Christian Church. We are meant to be a hospital. This should be a place of healing, a place that people can come and find hope in Jesus Christ. And so we're going to fight for that. We're going to do everything that we can to help people know about Jesus Christ. There are people who are dying at this very moment that doesn't know Jesus Christ. But what happens so often in churches our age, let me just be honest with you, we become inward focused 
and we began to think about our needs and our wants, and so often we began to ignore the needs and the desires and the things that are going on in our culture. But as a church, we want to always keep the mission that we've been given to go and make disciples, to remember what Jesus did. He came to seek and to save the lost. And that's going to be our church. We're going to keep on thinking, what can we do to help people know Jesus Christ? That's one of our values. And we're going to equip you to be able to share your faith. Every one of you have a powerful story. And I can tell you in September, we're going to talk about what it means to, to share your faith. We're going to have a class at 9 o'clock starting after Labor Day. Uh, we'll be out on the patio area most likely. And we want to give you some tools. We want you to be able to share your faith without being a jerk about it. And, and that's, that's a, a problem for some people. Some people share their faith kind of like a sledgehammer. And we believe that there's a better way at doing that. And we want to give you some of those tools. So I'm inviting you right now up front. Remember the Sunday after Labor Day, 9 o'clock, we're going to be out on the patio area. And, and if you're watching this and you can't attend, feel free to just email me or give me a call. And I'll, and I'll be glad to give you a summary of the class. But evangelism is very important to our church. Our, our fourth value is prayer. And, and I think if you've been around this, uh, our church for very long, you know that we care about each other and we pray for each other on a regular basis. We intercede for each other. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. We want to be a church of powerful prayer warriors. And something that I've been challenging you in the last few years is let's not just pray for ourselves. Let's not just pray safe prayers, but let's pray big, bold prayers. Prayers that only God could answer. And that's what I've been praying for our church. I've been praying for you right now as, you've been, as, as you're watching. I pray over our campus. I'll walk around our worship center and pray over chairs and tables. And I'll walk outside on the patio and I'll be praying over those tables. And I'll walk over to our Spanish ministry. And I'll be praying over those chairs and, those, and that whole area. And I pray for our teens and I pray for our children. And I pray for all of those who are watching. And I pray that people will notice our sign as they're driving by. And here's what's crazy is sometimes people will come in and like, you know, there was just something that made me stop. I, I saw that sign. You know what? That was God working because prayer works and pow prayer is powerful. And our church will always be a church prayer, or that's filled with prayer warriors. And so that's one of our values. So when you hear us talking about prayer, that's why, because we believe in the power of it. Uh, our uh, fifth value is diversity, engaging diverse cultures of our community. God is a diverse God. Jesus is a diverse Savior. And our church is a diverse body. You look at the church, the universal church, it should be uh, diverse. And we should see people from all places, from all different types of languages. And when you look at heaven, uh, guess what? That's what heaven's going to be like. You're going to see people from, uh, from every tribe, from every race. You're going to see all kinds of different languages. And as a church, we want to reflect that. We want to reflect that. We uh, have a service in English. We have one in Spanish. And, and I would ask that you would pray with me that God would open up the door for us to have other languages being spoken. We believe that diversity is important. And that means because diversity is important, we're also going to stand against racism. 
Racism has no part in the kingdom of God, and we know it's taking place in our culture, but as Christians, we're going to stand up and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, no, that's not a reflection of God. We, we, the kingdom of God has no part, racism has no part in the kingdom of God. And so as a church, we want every race, we want every culture, we want every language to be welcome here, especially at Castle Hills Christian Church. That also means not only are we going to be diverse ethnically and culturally, but we're also going to aim at including men and women and children uh, in all aspects of church life, including our worship, including fellowship, including service. We want to be a multicultural church and also a multi-generational church. And so you'll see in our services that you'll see young and old and middle of the road. You'll see children and you'll see teenagers. And we want to equip people, of, uh, equip people to serve with their gifts and their talents because we value diversity. And, and, and it's easy to say the word diverse, but sometimes it's hard to live. But that's taking us, uh, that's led us to spend time listening and looking at all kinds of different issues. And, and that's helped us uh, become more of a reflection of Christ. Uh, our sixth value is missions. And that's partnering with the kingdom, with kingdom workers locally and globally. Matthew 28 again says, Therefore, go, the Great Commission says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We want to make disciples here in our city. We want to make disciples of all nations. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people everywhere, in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we as a church, we want to be a witness in every aspect of the city, in our state, in the United States, and around the world. Last week, you heard Andy Rodriguez speak about ministering to in Japan, a place that has less than 1% that are Christians. They're planting churches across Japan. Mustard seed is. And we got to partner with the very first church there in Nagoya. And our church has been, uh, been partnering with them for a number of years. And because of your gifts, guess what? People are coming to know Jesus Christ in Japan. You are making an eternal impact because of what you're doing. But not only are we looking overseas to make disciples, but we're also looking here in our city. And one of the people that we're, one of the organizations that we're proudly partnering with is Ransomed Life. Ransomed Life, and that's a new ministry partner that we have. And they work to equip and empower uh, youth uh, that have been trafficked in this area. And so at this time, uh, we're going to show a little video talking about Ransomed Life. I, I think that you'll be moved uh, by their ministry. This is the story of how Ransom Life began. It all started back in 2015 in the city of San Antonio. And it began because of a need that a family had a few years earlier. There was a mother and a daughter, and by the time that daughter had turned 14, they had gotten in an argument and she decided to run away from home. At that point, she was caught up into child sex trafficking. The family was devastated. They had no idea what to do or who to turn to for help. At that time in San Antonio, there were not many resources on child sex trafficking. 
And this is how Ransom Life was formed. The daughter's counselor and mother got together and decided that something had to be done. So we originally started with a mentor program with trained mentors to walk alongside each of the girls. We also began our awareness program to educate the community on the realities of child sex trafficking. Fast forward to 2017. The mentor program had doubled in size. They quickly realized that they were not the only family in San Antonio who'd experienced this same trauma. We also started a visitation team that went into the juvenile systems and advocated for the girls. Our awareness team had also doubled and we were now educating hundreds of people in San Antonio. We had some big additions in 2017 as well. We formed a key partnership with Bear County Juvenile Justice Department, where many of our referrals came from. Also, we were able to start our counseling program, which allowed us to further walk alongside the girls in their healing journey. Fast forward to 2019. 2019 was a year of exponential growth for Ransom Life. The mentor program had once again doubled in size, and with key partners, we were able to incorporate animal therapy into our activities, and the girls loved all the animals. Our counseling also had doubled. Not only were we able to serve the individual girl, but we were also serving the whole family. We began a parenting class called Parenting GPS to further educate the parents on the trauma that their daughter had experienced. We also had a fully functioning bilingual program to serve those families that only spoke Spanish. And we were also able to incorporate different educational classes for the girls, such as classes on healthy relationships. In 2019 alone, we had served 95 girls and their families. Our awareness side also grew substantially. We became the teaching arm for the Bear County Sheriff's Department. We had developed new presentations such as our Lures and Lies presentation for youth. We had created a medical training to educate medical personnel on the red flags. We had also created a school training and a caregiver presentation to help parents. We also were intentional about forming key partnerships with local churches. And by the end of 2019, Ransom Life had educated over 7,000 people. Fast forward once again to where we are now in 2020. At the beginning of 2020, we were excited to announce that we now served all youth. Our counseling program had expanded to serve both boys and girls. And then COVID hit in March and everything changed. We now had to completely shift to virtual platforms. This was very challenging for our mentor and counseling programs, but we have not missed a beat and we've been able to continue to serve the youth and their families virtually. In addition, we have been able to put a focus on our church partnerships. Our goal is for each family to have a community of people that is ready to serve and support them in their own neighborhoods. On our awareness side, we had no idea the impact that the pandemic would have. Because we had to go virtual, we were able to develop new content such as pornography and sextortion education, and we ended up having a global reach with all of our trainings. None of this would be possible without supporters like you, and we wanted to say thank you for joining us on this journey. Wasn't that pretty incredible to hear about Ransomed Life? I want to end with, with one more value. It's our seventh value, and that's leadership development. 
And maybe we don't talk about this one as much, but we've been trying to develop and empower leaders, servant leaders, for many, many years. We are blessed with a great staff, but that's just a small part of Castle Hills Christian Church. We, what makes Castle Hills function is volunteers. It makes you, you stepping up and serving is what helps our church function. You being led by God to use your gifts, your abilities, to use your time. You make Castle Hills Christian Church make the impact that it's making on our city and around the world. And first of all, I want to say thank you. But secondly, I want to challenge you. If you're sitting on the sidelines, maybe God's calling you to step up and say, you know what, it's time for me to help. It's time for me to serve. Our staff and many of, on our leadership team, we're investing in others. We're trying to raise up more leaders. And I can tell you during COVID, we need more people to step up and help us during this time. We need people to lead some more ministries that are going on. And so if God is putting something on your heart and saying, you know what, it's time for me to get off the sideline and do something, I want to encourage you to talk to our staff. I want to encourage you to get involved. Now, I don't expect you to remember all seven values here today, but I hope that you're seeing those lived out in the life of our church. I want you to think about one value that you can grow in. Maybe it's the aspect of evangelism. Maybe you're a little fearful and maybe, you're, maybe you don't know exactly what to say and say, you know what, that's an area that I want to grow in this year. I'm going to make sure that I go or I'm going to learn more about how I can share my faith. Or, or maybe it's prayer. Maybe you want to, to grow in your prayer life. And so uh, you're going to, to really get more involved with our prayer ministry here. Maybe you're going to uh, do some other things to help you grow in, in prayer. Maybe it's that aspect that you want to help lead some things, ministries here. And maybe that's where God's knocking on your heart. I don't know which value it is, but I'm just going to ask, would you pray and ask God, show me what value that I need to step up and grow in? Because the more that you grow, the more our church grows. Jesus, I, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for showing us grace and compassion and love. Thank you for living out your mission and inspiring us. And I pray that you would help us to become more like you. And as we take this time to commune with you, we don't take your death for granted. We come with grateful hearts. In your precious holy name, amen.